Welcome to Heart Church. We believe that the gospel has the power to change your whole life or your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hello to everybody in the room. Hello to everybody at home. It's uh, my privilege today uh, really to recap what has been a fantastic series and uh, it's been a timely and impactful series. I hope you can agree and really I'm going to be wanting to leave some time today for us to sing, to worship together um, to our God. So that's my job today. But before I do, I just want to let you know that um, next week we're going to be starting a two-week series called Standing Together in light of the upcoming anniversary of the murder of George Floyd, uh, we're going to be highlighting uh, the need for racial equality and our role as a church in that. And so these are going to be really important Sundays. If you call yourself a Heart Church member, if you're part of Heart Church, then um, either online or in person. I know I'm speaking for Pastor Mark, and he asked me to say... And reiterate, this is really important for us as a church. This is something where we want to continue the conversation. And everyone said, amen. Amen. So what a, what a great, just before I do, I've got, I know everyone's talked about hugging, but maybe put in the chat or you can maybe just, I don't know, even in the room, who you look forward to hugging tomorrow, like that you've not been able to hug. I mean, it's been, there's some people who are going to get hugged, or if you don't want to get hugged, just make this sign, okay, if you come near me, because I'm looking forward to that. But anyway, what a great series it's been so far, and I feel a bit like, you know, I don't know if you ever had that thing back in the day when you had parties and people came over, and they brought different kinds of food, and there was leftovers, and you went into the fridge the next day, woo, and you could just pick out, come on, anyone know what I'm talking about, and you could just pick out some of the, your favorite bits. Mama B's um, in the room today, and every time you go around to Mama B's house, there's always leftovers, and she's got loads and loads of Tupperware, and it's the amazing thing where you're like, oh, Mama B, can you just pop me up a little, you know, a little something, just to take on the way? Pastor Malcolm's not always happy because he just sees me coming and the food's going, but I feel a little bit like that today, that I get the, the privilege of just kind of like uh, picking some amazing um, things that have been left over, as it were, from um, the amazing messages and interview that we've had, and... Um, and one of the things that stood out to me and has really impacted me is from the wonderful Becky Thompson, who's disappeared somewhere in her interview. And if you were, saw it or if you were in the room, you would remember. She talked about worship being like a tree and the trunk being like our adoration to God. And then the different branches being the different expressions of what worship can look like. I don't know, I just found that really helpful and it, honestly, it stayed with me every time, ever since she's, she said it because it reminds me, it's such a simple illustration to re- remind me like, Lawrence, your whole life is meant to be worship. The whole, your whole life is worship and then there's some different strands of what that worship looks like and it reminded me of this scripture in Romans 12 verse 1 to 2, reading in the message where it says this, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you, take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God has done for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, Fix your attention on God, 
you will be changed from the inside out. And I love that thought that Becky brought, that, that my life is worship. And then it, all these different strands are meant to reflect that worship. How I treat my parents, how I treat my friends, how I treat my co-workers, my work ethic, how I prioritize my money, how I remember to rest and remind myself that I am not the center of the universe and God is in control. And then, yes, thankfulness, singing, and communing are all part of our worship to God. And this ties in so well with what Andrew Copsey brought us, which was fantastic, and reminded us that as humankind, we are all created to worship. In fact, he said it like this. He said, he said we cannot help but worship. And I think this is helpful to remind us that everybody worships. It just depends what we worship. We are all worshipers. And and Romans 1 talks about, hey, if, we, if people don't put God as the focus of worship, they will find other things to worship. Because to worship is to, human, is to be human. It's not reserved for Christianity. It's not reserved for faith. People will worship. And I wonder if that's why Jesus has to be specific about saying, this is the kind of worshipers the Father is after, because everybody is worshiping something. And he has to draw attention. And of course, that's where the title of this message comes from wanted worshippers because the father is saying Jesus is saying that the father is looking for worshippers who will worship him in spirit and in truth and I love how Andrew broke this down and reminded us and this is so important that this is about the Holy Spirit coming into our hearts and bringing us a revelation of who God is he says this Christian worship is to look at God and say there is nothing as worthy as him. There's nothing as worthy as him. I've told this story before, but the reason I'm, I'm even speaking today is because a long time ago, um, we, back in the day, we, we, we used to have these big baskets, and I think they were for people to bring um, um, food for people who were in need. And I can remember during a time of singing of worship where I felt to go and stand in that basket. I'm that weird person at church. You know that weird person at church? is always doing something random. Like, you know what I mean? I was that weird person that day. It's like, what is that guy doing? His man is standing in a basket. But I felt like that was a way of me saying to God, you can have my whole life. You can have my whole life. Why? Because I had a revelation that, okay, my, my time, my singing, my amazing, but this is about my whole life. I remember standing in the basket and there was a leader there called David Hyde at the time was like started smiling and laughing it's like haha yes lord we'll have him I was like what have I just done what have I just signed myself up to because I didn't know there was a conversation 18 years ago about me coming to work on staff so that was a freaky moment for me it was like a confirmation but that for me was just like saying God you can have my whole life why because God is worthy of it and then and you spoke on Psalm 95, and this is so important. This is so important, and I'm loving the news about Andrew's role that he's going to be moving into. This is why it's so important that we have the theology and teaching about what worship is, because we can come up with our own ideas. Even as Christians, we can worship God when we feel like it, but I love that he just taught from Psalm 95. No, we worship God really simply because he created us, because we are his, and we belong to him, and our worship, we're saying to God, God, you are worthy. You are God, 
And that sounds so simple, but it needs saying, because that is the root of our worship, which leads to the fact, I love that Joe said this in his interview, says this, worship, therefore, is the appropriate response in every season. What happens when there's a global pandemic? What happens when, there's, when, 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 when you're a black person or an ethnic group and, and there's stuff kicking off that is bringing up loads of racist thoughts in your head? What happens when an innocent woman is taken by somebody and as a woman you are a, a, a murdered and as a woman all the issues to do with women's rights are, are raised to the forefront? What happens when we see the, the issues to do with Palestine and Israel on, our, on the news and our hearts are broken and what do we do when all of this stuff is going on? Through all of this real life, real stuff, real heartache, real pain, we're still called to worship. We're still called to praise God. We're still called to pray. We're still called to act. All of those things. But my worship to God has been so key in this time. And I just want to commend so many of you as part of Heart Church, who throughout all of the trauma of these last couple of years have continued to prioritize God and to worship him and to give him what is dutifully his. Pastor Mark reminded us that God is worthy of my focus and attention irrespective of how I feel. And that's been challenging because church online, worshiping from home, it's not always been easy and yet making that decision To praise him anyway. And he talked about Paul and Silas in in his cell. Making a decision to praise God. And then he shared last week a powerful example of his own life. Being in the MRI room. And making a decision to praise God. I don't know about you but that really got to me. What a powerful example of, of, of making and choosing to praise God in every season. And I love this. And this is the thought that I want to piggyback before we go back into a time of worship. He says this, will you turn your attention towards him? He says this, when, whether you're changing the nappy or cooking dinner or you nip to the toilet, will you turn your attention to him? Will you turn your attention to him? And it's, this, 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 this thought um, has been in me and uh, it's, been, it's been around my head as I've been thinking about this series. It's this, the link between attention and adoration. Just circling back to what Becky talked about, my whole life is about adoration, about worship, about intimacy. Then I think there's a link between our attention and adoration. And I don't know if you've ever been in a, a meeting with someone and, and they're doing something and they're, they're over here and uh, they say, I'll be with you in one minute and, then they, and, then, and, and, they, and they're supposed to be meeting with you and they're finishing off doing something and then they sit down and say, okay, I'm sorry about that. You have my full attention. Or maybe you've been in a meeting with somebody or out with somebody and you've, one of you's found yourself on the, their phone and they've been messaging or texting and they've been like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they realize what they're doing. It's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so... And they do this. Anyone do that? We have to turn it over. Not quite ready to put it away, but we'll turn it over because I don't know. You never know what that WhatsApp group's going to be popping. So they turn it over and put it on the table and say, I'm sorry, you you have my attention. I was reading this article that says this, talking about our modern age. It says, you are where your attention is. You are where your attention is. As it happens, our attention is nowhere and everywhere at once. 
ads, smartphones, apps, social media, the internet, we're captive to an endless parade of distractions. I say that to say this. If we understand that we're created to worship, that God is worthy of our adoration, and that when we adore God, that we can create spaces where God invades his presence, then I think we need to be deliberate with our attention. And I was nervous to talk about this because I'm like, is this just me in this last couple of years with, you know, coming up to a couple of years, year and a half with COVID? But maybe I don't think it is where my attention just seems to be all over the place. It's like my attention can just be everywhere. And this is my presumption today. This is my assumption today. I'm assuming that for so many of us, as we've heard this series about worshipping God, that we want to worship him. And if you've not convinced, then maybe go back and watch the the sermons back online. But my my, my feeling is that we want to adore him. We want our lives to reflect the glory of God. We want to spend time with him. But I think that it's our attention that sometimes needs attention. And and I think we need to, if coming out of this series, just a couple of thoughts that I want to leave us is, number one is this, I think we need to assign our attention. Assign our attention. To assign means to allocate a job or duty to a specific purpose. And that's just a different way of saying that. I, I think we need to be deliberate about how and when we worship. We need to assign our attention, but it's different. Because I think we need to make sure that we are creating the right environment and space where we can connect with God. And we see this all the way through the Psalms where they'll say something like this. I will praise you in the morning. I will tell of your faithfulness in the evening. What they're doing, they're saying, well, I'm assigning my attention at a time. I'm being specific about when this is going to happen. Because the reality is that we are, there are times where we are more conducive to being attentive in all spheres of life. If you maybe live with a friend or live with a family member or live with a spouse, you could be living together, you know, spending loads of time together. But so often what will happen is people will still make time for each other. Why? Because it's about attention. It's the same with God. God is everywhere. I know he's there. But if I'm going to have a relationship with him, I need to assign my attention there are times with Naomi, even though we live together, where I literally, I, we have to assign our attention where I can look it in the eye, she can look me in the eye. And why? Because that produces intimacy. It's the same with God. I wonder where we need to assign our attention, where we know that that space will be conducive for me to be adoring God. We can throw praises to God all the time. That's great. I'm talking about worship. I'm talking about assigning our attention where we are we have less time to be distracted I don't know if you've ever done this before where you've tried to be quiet with the Lord and you start off being quiet and all this stuff comes to your head about what you've got to do well that's and and then that's fine but one of the things you've got to do is just got to learn to kind of get past that until all of that noise dies down What's, what have I done there? I've not, I'm not worshipping God. I've just assigned my attention to be focused on God. I think we just need to be quite practical about these things. I, at least I do. Because I think we just need to admit, my attention, there's a, there, is a, there is a demands on my attention. And if there's demands on my attention, there's going to be demands on my adoration for God. So I've got to be very specific and intentional about that. That's why, for me, one of the things that stood out to me so much from last week from Pastor Mark and was just talking about, hey, when you go to the bathroom, maybe that's a cue to praise God. 
And I, I, I tell you why, because I'm working from home at the moment, you could just be down like this, in front of a computer, and because you're not having any break, there's no kind of break in your working day. But it's like, okay, I'll go to the bathroom, <laughs> and that could be a prompt to assign my attention. And secondly, is, is this, as we come out of this series, is that we need to make a decision to activate our awareness, to activate our awareness. What do I mean by that? To activate our awareness of God. God is everywhere. I can encounter God everywhere, but I can, I've got to be intentional about activating my awareness of God. I wonder why, if the, I wonder why that's why the Bible says, start off with saying, thank you. Gratitude, if you're taking note, gratitude is a fantastic way to activate the awareness of God. And I think it's so simple just to kind of go, okay, one of the ways of activating awareness is just to start off by saying, thank you, God. I thank you for this. And even if it starts like just so simple, thank you for this day. I sometimes do that. I thank you for this day. And then I warm up. (laughs) And as I warm up, something happens in my heart. I was talking to somebody this week and they say for nature, it's it's just such a way of connecting and worshiping God. And let me just say, worship to God does not look just like singing. For some of you, you've made a choice to sing. It might not be your primary way. It's still important. But I want to encourage you, what are the ways that you know will fuel your worship? For some of you, it's doing something. For some of you, it's being in nature. There's loads of different ways. I haven't got time to go into that. But I want to validate those of meaningful and valid ways of encountering with God. But I was speaking to somebody who said, for them, being in nature is a way where they just find themselves worshipping God. But what do they do? They go for a walk and they... And they find what they've assigned their attention, but they've activated their awareness by putting themselves in that environment. They even said, even with Church Online, that they'll have their, their laptop on, their, um, that they're watching Church on, just like positioned out of the window so they can see nature in worship. Why? Because it activates their awareness of God. I think we need to be intentional about what we can do out of that that are going to be prompts for us. Why am I saying that? Because I don't, I don't think we can, I don't want to just wait till next year when we do another worship series, kind of go, oh yeah, I, pre- I need to start worshiping God again. <laughs> or, oh, when church comes back together, or no, if worship is a lifestyle, then I think we need to be proactive in activating and assigning our attention. I keep my phone near me because I want to be in proximity to it. <laughs> it's a decision I grew up in the time where there wasn't a mobile phone there was a phone that you plugged in and you couldn't carry around but now we keep it close to us because we want our attention rightly or wrongly we want, we want, to, we want to give this our attention so we make a plan we make sure it's charged we keep it with us everywhere I'm like coming out of this series I need to rethink what am I signing? To this? To this? I, I need to rethink where, because I, I don't trust myself that I will just end up worshipping God in my day to day. I think I need to be intentional about that. And maybe you do too. Well, as we come into a time of, hello, Becky Thompson. <laughs> I haven't even said hello to her today because we've got to keep social distance, so it's great to see you. Oh, hi, Dan, as well. And everybody else. This is where everyone else, and all of you. And, and, yeah. 
Laura's never said hello to me. I'm not worshiping God. I also want to say this, that for as much as there's different types of worshiping God, and there really is, I I do want to say, and I do believe, maybe because it's been my experience, that there is something powerful that happens when God's people join together in singing. There's something profoundly spiritual that I can't really explain, but I know happens when we worship God together. I want to encourage you, if it helps us to stand right now, as we are about to go into a time of worship, yeah, you can stand at home. And... Because this time is a time where we are assigning our attention. And I want to say to you, and I want to encourage you, even by tuning in today, you've assigned your attention. You've, you've given yourself enough to kind of get into that mode. And he said it so brilliantly. He said, he's quoting the scripture. He said, I don't, I don't want to, you know, the, you know, we can worship God with our lips, but our hearts are far away. That's why attention is so important. This moment, as the words come up, it's about our attention. But I want to encourage you, and I've got faith, and we've got faith today. Because true worshipers, it's not about a location. Because we're worshiping together, I still believe that effect of worship can still be felt in your room. Still be fetching your house because it's a spiritual thing. It can be helped by being in a physical room, but it's not restricted to that. So I want to encourage you right now to close your eyes. Why? It's about our attention. It's about what I've talked about. It's about allowing to some of those distractions because we're not wasting this time. We're assigning our attention to this time. Yeah, close your eyes. Heavenly Father, we come right now to worship you. We, we decide, we make a decision to prioritize you in Jesus' name. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.